How are we doing, ladies and gents? Welcome to episode 5 of Bulletproof Mindset, where we help bulletproof your mind through health, fitness, and just general chat. So, in this episode, we're going to cover lifting equipment, what Dale's opinions of them are, what my opinions of them are, and ultimately, what they're actually used for and what they're supposed to be used for. So, if that's your cup of tea, listen in, because we're going to go deep into detail. I'm pretty sure you'll have seen that these equipment's being used by people in the gym. And going forward, you'll know what equipment's for you and what equipment isn't for you. So, enjoy. Is lifting equipment for pussies? Is it for? <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. Nah, no, nah, it's not for pussies. But for everybody watching, we're going to go into lifting equipment, explain it. Dave's going to give his point. I'm going to give my points. Mine's is right. So, firstly, <laughs> right, well, I'll just forget you said that. Firstly, we're going to lifting straps, what they are, what your opinions on it, what my opinions mm. on it are. So first and foremost, lifting straps. Let's back up. What is lifting equipment, I guess, first of all? So with, there's there's many different types of equipment that you can use in the gym. Some pieces of equipment ultimately makes lifting weights or weight training a little bit easier. Just uh, lifting aid, so Aye. to lift more weight, cool. essentially. Cool. So let's get into the first one, the the big old debate. Right. Say lifting straps, is that what we were so, talking about? Yeah, lifting straps. So for MD watching or MD listening, lifting straps are they go around your wrist and they wrap around the barbell or they hook around the barbell. You get a few different types of lifting straps. You get some that are better than others, you get some that are easier to use than others, more convenient. Mm-hmm. But basically what they do is they take your grip strength out of the equation mostly, and it means that you can lift the barbell without Obviously, your grip strength giving up first. Cool, cool. So you use these, don't you? you use I them? use these, but obviously, religiously now, but as I said, well, I'm going to be competing uh, probably in a year or so, so I'm going to stop using them when I do deadlifts. I'll use them when I do the rest of my back training, though. Or can you not use them? Uh, are you going to do a Are you going to do a competition with uh, straps? No, no. You're, uh, so in powerlifting, there's no straps in competition. I thought there was an aided one. No, that's strongman. Ah, Strongman and powerlifting are completely different. Okay, so you need to work on that grip strength then, boy? I don't need to because... So I think there's one thing. Lifting straps do not take away the full... Right, so there is a couple of different lifting straps. There's hook lifting straps, right? They basically take away all your lifting ca- like needs they they take it all they, the take, forearm. they yeah. take all the forearm the ones that wrap around the bar a couple of times mm-hmm. you still need to grip the bar as tight as possible because yeah, yeah. as soon as you let it go mm-hmm. it'll let it go so you can also figure eight straps which wrap under the bar and you then you slip your hand through if you let go of the bar you'll still hold the bar mm-hmm. do you get me yeah yeah, yeah. so you're still in it so i've used the i've used a couple of them um the strap one i've felt my forearm still get a pump from, mm-hmm. they will from, still get a pump like rdls and stuff like that so you use them mm-hmm. why do you use them then why do i use them because in the list that i use them on i'm busy mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> is there boxing gloves in here? Is there boxing gloves? <laughs> Sorry, I lost your train. No, 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 you didn't. So I use them in lifts where I don't want my forearms to give up before my back. That's it. Cool. Nice and simple. It's, it's, that, it's that simple. <laughs> Why? Why would you not want that? Well, like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't no, no, no. Why thing. would you not want that? Why would you want it? Because you want to build your back before your forearms. I don't give a fuck about my forearms. <laughs> so anyone listening, if you look at like what, so why the guys train chest and arms? It's because that's usually the most attractive muscle that, mm-hmm. that um, people see. Mm-hmm. Forearms is actually one of the most underrated. It is attractive. It is attractive. I have decent forearms. 
You do, you do, you do, to be fair. Mm-hmm. So, joking aside, lifting straps and that, I think this is where we've got two, well, we've got two different opinions oh, definitely, on, definitely. on equipment as a whole. So, mm-hmm. um, so why you use it? Cool. So, um, why do you not use lifting straps when the benefit is that you'll get a bigger back? And what's your weakest body part? <laughs> you think my weakest body? Oh, that's... No, that's... You, you said it before. Your so, back is lagging. Your chest is not lagging. You fucking... You <laughs> fucking push 60 kilo fucking dumbbells. Right, so... Well, so so compared to your chest, your back is lagging, right? <laughs> right, so so back up a sec. So so you explained why you use lifting wraps. 100% I can get behind every um, as to why. They're a good tool when you're doing other exercises where there's a different goal. And this is what... There's no... Anyone watching or listening to this, we're having a bit of banter going back and forth. See, when it comes to health and fitness, don't let us confuse you or let any person confuse you for that matter. No matter what exercise that you choose or what you choose to do equipment-wise, there is no right or wrong. There's just some that have different opinions, some that are better than others, and that's really what all it comes down to. You need to ask yourself this question, and that is, what is the desired outcome? So, like you said, my desired outcome when I train it's needed to necessarily get a bigger back. Mm-hmm. I want a strong posterior chain. Mm-hmm. I want a strong grip strength. Mm-hmm. I don't want, if I feel that I've got power to strengthen in more back muscles, I'll do some other exercises. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the compound lifts, that carryover of grabbing something and picking it up off the ground, I've seen massive carryover to my everyday life just with mm-hmm. it, having that having that strength capability. Because my grip strength, I'll tell you a funny story actually, I used to work in... Uh, Is it the kind of grip strength I'm thinking about? <laughs> no, no, it's not that. But I used to work in a, a fireplace shop. Uh, we made marble fireplaces. And my 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 uncle, st- my, my stepdad's brother, at the time, he lifted the marble fireplace. Like, he kind of pinched it with this grip. He's like, but you can't do that. And I was like, you know, you're a young guy, you're like... Any old man I can outlift tried to do it, and I was like, "Holy shit, man, that's hard." He's got strong fingers. Uh, so I, that's yeah. what I thought. I thought I didn't realise it was associated with your with your grip or your forearms. Mm-hmm. Um, the more I got into exercise, the first thing that was going to me, I took a lot of pride in going. You know what? I can pull a hundred eight times in a row without using wraps because I was I, I did go down the route of using equipment initially, but then mm-hmm. I was like, I had to ask myself, well, what what's the desired outcome? Yeah, okay, I can get a heavier lift, but. It's not that I, I must admit I've seen it as cheating to begin with. I don't believe it's cheating. I, I, I'll I'll never say that to you when it's mm-hmm. a joke and you like I pulled two thirty. Does he like, fuck? Ah, you pulled two thirty with wrist wraps. Uh, so yeah, it's yeah. just like a wee, it's yeah, a wee yeah, dig. No, but I get it. Either way, it's impressive. Either mm-hmm. way, it's impressive. Whether you use it, or you don't. It's up to you. For the average person, I don't think they need it. I genuinely don't. I think it depends who you train. It depends who you train. Oh, but for I'm, a, I'm, I'm not actually going to disagree with. You. Uh, I don't. I, for FMD, my clients say, I'm going to get wrist straps and they've only been training like three months. The answer is no. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You need Aye. to build up that grip strength. You need to understand how tight you need to hold things. Because mm-hmm. when you use wrist straps, you don't actually, your brain doesn't feel the need to hold things as tightly because you know there's a, another boundary. As soon as you just go to hold it with your hands, instantaneously, your central nervous system goes, I need to mm. grab this, and it's a different feeling. It's a wee bit woohoo here, but it's what connects us to the world, our feet and our hands, mm-hmm. is what we grabs on. No, it's, it's, the, it's what's responsible, so there's so much on grip strength alone, 
in America, this is how they are testing people for longevity now. You used to run in a treadmill. If you go to a doctor's appointment, they check your, they check your cardiovascular um, system. They're now doing the dynamometer um, grip strength test. Mm-hmm. And if you pull, I think it's if it's below 25 or 26 kilos a man, they can predict that you're going to uh, have a higher risk of chronic diseases because mm-hmm. of your the, the strength capabilities that, that carries over to how much muscle mass you have, mm-hmm. how strong you are, how functional you are. So that's why I love grip strength. I'll, I'll always be an advocate of training my grip strength before. Like sometimes an ego might take over. That's really what it will come down to me. It will not be to, to train my back or get my back bigger. Maybe I still think I've got the ability to do that with without using them. Mm-hmm. However, I've kind of been playing a wee, wee bit more about it because I've seen you, I've seen the likes of like Jay and, and, and all that in the gym. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, like there's some people who are like, they would use that and utilize that type of training because it's bodybuilding, isn't it? That, mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to. That is bodybuilding. It's, nice. it's body because it's isolating a muscle group. Mm-hmm. But I like the I do my compound list because I'm trying to work multiple muscle and groups at thing. one time. So um, I think going back to you were saying about the grip strength to check for cardiovascular problems. So if anybody doesn't know, if we're talking about deload in another uh, podcast. But if you're really tired, the first thing that goes is your grip strength. Exactly, exactly. So this is this is I heard um, Brett Contreras and Stan Efferton talk about this. This is how they train their clients. They get their measurement at the start of the session and they can tell when they have to deload or when they should mm. deload. And that's mm. just came to my mind. So that is it. Mm. So I bought a, there's one in the office in the gym. Mm-hmm, I've so seen it, I've seen it. Any client I was taking on for the first, I've actually not done this with the last couple of clients I've taken on. I don't know why. I think the batteries died on it or something. But we took a grip strength at the start because that's another tool of measurement. Mm-hmm. You've got weight, you've got inches off waist. 100%. Now you have strength. You'll know yourself when you go in and you go to grab that bar, you're like, this bar's heavy, but it's not the fact that it's heavy, it's just the fact that you can't hold on anymore. The grip strength is weak. Mm -hmm. And and having the ability to fire up your CNS system, squeezing something Mm -hmm. that gives you that ability. As I said, when when you don't use straps, you need to squeeze. And then when you can't squeeze as much, you just know you're really tired. Good, good. Okay, on to the next piece of equipment. What what have you got for us? So we've got just a lifting belts. Okay. So obviously we've got Explain a few different types of lifting belts, but uh, the one that I use and the one that most people will see people using in the gym is a lever lifting belt. Okay. And uh, basically you put it around yourself. So before I go even any further, a lot of people use lifting belts wrong. They use them too tightly. Mm-hmm. So a lifting belt is when you tighten it. Oh, I was a bit far away from the mic there. So when you tighten it, you're meant to be able to still be able to slightly breathe. Okay. But you get these people who put on a lifting belt and it's already tight before they tighten yeah. it and then they tighten it like, oh, can he move? Uh, before we go further, are you the guy that puts a lifting belt on while he does his bicep curls? Oh, definitely. <laughs> why, would the, why the fuck would I know? I might get bigger biceps. <laughs> no, no, no. So for everybody listening, I only use a lifting belt for squats and deadlifts. Aye, and that's, that's, and that, that's where I see the value of the tool because it, well, I, I'll ask you in a sec why you use it, but it gives that ex- back up. Why do you use a lifting belt? Right, right, right. So why I use a lifting belt and what a lifting belt is actually used for. So a lifting belt is used for a wall to brace against. Mm-hmm. So obviously you know what bracing is, but we'll explain what bracing is. Bracing is when you get intro, intra-abdominal pressure, where you breathe in through the nose and the mouth similarly at the same time, and you have pressure enough that your abs are tight yeah, and it keeps, your lo- it keeps your lower back nice and secure, mm-hmm. but also means that you're able to breathe because if, you're, if you've breathed in too much mm-hmm. and you go to go back up and you go, <gasps> you've got to drop the bar the same. So that tension is just too much. So what that does, what the belt does, is it gives you a wall to mm-hmm. brace against and it just makes that brace even more secure. Makes it a wee bit, uh, would you say it makes it a wee bit easier or would you, would you? I, I would say it... as the reps go on, it makes it easier. So if you're doing a set of five to eight, then um, if you didn't use a belt, 
and maybe your six, seven foot eights, you know what I mean? The brace would probably struggle a lot more. Mm-hmm. But if you're using a belt, I would say as a, as you get higher reps, then the belt definitely I, definitely helps. I think the and it's also I think it is easier to teach bracing your core to a client because they have to push out against something. Mm-hmm. Like usually when, when I'm trying to t- tell a client to brace, I'm like, pretend I'm going to punch you. Some clients have never been punched in the stomach before and they're like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, just bounces off. Um, I was going to go somewhere with that. that uh, the, oh, yeah, the, 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 it gives that extra layer of protection as well, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Like, and like the mind that. as well. Yeah. And the mind, it gives you that, it gives you that safety blanket. Oh, I've got a belt on so I can really go for it. Aye, I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. So that's why you use it. Why I don't necessarily use it then is simply because I don't I just don't see the 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 value or not not necessarily the value but the goal that I've had at the time hasn't to be as pu- to to push as much weight as I can it's mm-hmm. to be just as strong as I can mm-hmm. in a natural uh, in a natural lift in the sense of if I'm outside work and I'm um like for example a couple of months ago I had to move my washing machine, so I was in that kind of deadlift stance, and I had to brace. I want to learn how to properly brace without having a belt to push on, mm-hmm. because the bracing of pushing against a belt is mm-hmm. actually different to how you brace without a belt. A hundred percent, hundred percent. It is a different feeling, but you don't you do the same thing, but it feels different. It feels different. It feels easier to brace against a belt. One hundred percent. What I would say to you is, you've learned to brace without a belt comfortably at high weight. Mm-hmm. Why not add a belt in then? So if I had a client and I knew they could brace properly, right? So I, di- I didn't buy a belt until I could squat 160 mm-hmm. and I could deadlift over 200. Then I added a belt in my training mm-hmm. because I knew I could brace. Yeah. It wasn't because I knew I could lift that weight. It's because I knew I was comfortable with my brace. Here's a question then. Why did you add it in? Because I wanted to lift even more weight. Right. So there's there's the point. I know this frustrates you. Like, like I don't care about lifting too much more weight, but I want to try and perfect the technique and form because I'm but, you per- but you've perfected the technique and form. But then I would just follow a strength training program to then increase my weight again. Does that make sense? It makes sense. It makes sense. So if I, if I can do two hundred comfortably, well, two thirty, I managed to do without. So this is where I thought going back to the power lift episode. He made some good points that I was thinking about while I was away. Um, and actually, I never just, like, 230, I never had I never had a ceiling, never had a one rep max. I didn't know what that was. I thought it was 200. Mm-hmm. got off 200 and it felt good. I went for 205, so being reserved in it. Didn't know what I'm going to hit. 205 felt good. 210 looked good. Looking at the videos back, I'm like, my form's looking good. So I just kept going, going until I felt that form breaking down, and that was about the 230 mark. Mm-hmm. Could I put a belt on and, and have that extra men? Oh, so, so see, here's where you're getting it wrong. You need to lift with a belt to get better at lifting with a belt. I agree, I agree, I agree. Right? Yeah. So if you just put a belt on, you wouldn't have lifted more. Aye. It, it doesn't work that. Aye, it that, doesn't... that's actually a good point, actually, because a lot of people will just go, right, I'm going heavy, and they put, put the belt, belt on, put sleeves, they get the wrist wrap, and you're like, so this is where if we, so if you're training for six months with a belt and I'm training for six months without a belt and we swap roles on a comp day where I'm going to go as much as I can, I will not be able to lift the same weight guaranteed mm-hmm. with the equipment. Likewise, if you've never trained that without equipment, so that's a good point for people listening. Like that is a good point for people listening. It's specificity. Exactly. Specificity. If you train a certain way, you will be better a certain way. If you change that way, mm-hmm. you it, it won't work out that is your desired outcome. Yeah. Here's here's a way to think about it. Say you're doing flat bench press and you know you can hit 100 kilo flat bench press. That doesn't mean you can hit 250 kilo dumbbells because it's, there's a oh, little bit of training. Mm-hmm. That might seem obvious to us, but... No, 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 no. I, 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 know, I know it's not obvious yeah. to everybody else because you, you see people and you're like, right, 
Oh, if I'm going, you do. You see all the time people are going to go. I'm going to go for that to that, but it's, it's a different list, completely uh, different. The the way I like to just before we go into the next one, I like Scott University's point of the brace. If you have two cans of cola, mm-hmm. one can of cola has the the the, the 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 lid popped on it. Mm-hmm. That can crush a lot easier mm-hmm. than the one that's not got the the pressure taken out mm-hmm. because you've created that pressure. So mm-hmm. think about that with your sta- stability. I still believe people use belts. Way too much, hundred percent. And I, th- I think, hundred percent. Do you think it weakens their core? Because they're, but like, the guys who use it on the bench press, they're. I think they're, if you if you can't brace, then obviously, it weak- oh, I, I, well, see people who can't brace with a belt, mm-hmm. and they put a belt on, they they're not going to learn to brace without a belt either. Aye. Do you get me? I, I guess that's a good point. That's a good. Do point. you know what I mean? These people are so oblivious to the bracing factor Aye. that they think a belt is a brace. And the people who use belts on so body, some bodybuilders will use a belt. And there is a little bit of value to that because their interest isn't about necessarily, there's a little bit more movement for them to get a, maybe like a heavier set on their, their curls or whatever it is. But ultimately, whether you use it or you don't, being able to brace your core in everyday life, there's a, there's a risk if you go down the path of using the belts on everything mm-hmm. that you don't learn correctly. Like you said, the type of people where you reach over to pick up some dog food or the, the I, simple I things. I, that's where you end up getting those back tweaks. So. 100%. 100%. I, I do agree with you on that. I do agree once you've, as if you're somebody like you and you've learned how to brace, you've learned your technique, you're then adding a belt in would would help you but it's up to you it's up to you I don't give a fuck I don't give a fuck about you that much but it's up to you right so next we're going to move on to knee sleeves so many people see knee sleeves as something that they definitely are not there's actually not that much studies that show knee sleeves do that much why do you use them? why do I use them? because do you use them? I do use them I do use them they're comforting in the knees to keep my knees nice and warm look I know, I've just, I know I've no, I know I've just said that, but at the same time, when there's not actually many studies that say having warm knees is good for strength training, hypertrophy training, there's no actually many studies. Aye, what's your but, experience? So, you so my so. experience was I do, I just do enjoy wearing knee sleeves. But the other day when I was squatting, so I'd done a three by three. Mm-hmm. I was just doing one forty because I'd already done deadlifts and squats. Mm-hmm. I done one forty for the first set, and it was a doddle, mm-hmm. and I forgot to put my knee sleeves on. Put my right. knee sleeves on, and it felt the same. Interesting. So, but in competition, you are allowed to use knee sleeves. Mm-hmm. So I'm as well using knee sleeves because I want to compete. If you okay. aren't going to compete, do I see the purpose in knee sleeves? And the answer is no. Yeah. So I guess that the, you want to use every tool available to you if you're doing competition. Mm-hmm. Same with bodybuilding. You want to use every resource available to you to have to produce the best physique. That that's that whatever the way that you want to look at that. So so with knee sleeves, it'd be the same with the elbow pads. Any and and mm-hmm. I, I think what these what these pieces of equipment do, it just creates this tightness feeling, this this kind of restricted feeling that's there. That so that, pl- that again that to, placebo. When you've got them on, you're like, I'm stronger instantly. So I, I do, I do get that feeling. I'm instantly stronger. So there is a slight uh, stretch re- reflex in the ones that I have. Mm-hmm. The ones that most people buy, there is, there is, there is not, there is okay. not. So there's a slight reflex, uh, stretch reflex in the ones that I have. Would you so mean by that that it gives you a little bit, a little bit of bounce at the bottom, okay. and a little bit of tightness if you're doing any other exercises? Probably, maybe adds about two point five to five kilo on your squat. Ah, yeah, it's like minuscule numbers. Very, very, um, very, very minuscule. So what I want to also go into is there's knee wraps and knee sleeves. Knee wraps are meant to be super tight, so they give you a super 
tight stretch reflex. Okay. So knee wraps, which are you wrap them on, obviously wrap them all the way around, up the knee, down the knee. Like a bandage. Like a, like a big bandage, but they are they have a high stretch reflex and they add about maybe well depends depends on the person depends on the person's all, so, so no but also some people have better stretch reflexes because they have more uh, fast twitch muscle fibers and less slow yeah so but if you're the other way about then it will help you up i think for the average person watching this like without getting too technical the the sleeves as i say create that there's a little bit of electricity that, that helps with the bounce helps with the lift but mm-hmm. it's very but i just don't want people to get confused with knee wraps and knee sleeves so yeah. knee wraps will add about 20 60 kilo depending on the person oh, you think so? oh really oh no 100 no but as i said if you're that I type of person thought it was like a a tampon that you just no, no 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 <laughs> but knee sleeves don't add that much on so no, if you ever see something with knee minute. sleeves i just said the word i meant bandage <laughs> I, said <laughs> I heard that i just said i don't even know who he's talking about here so i don't want people to get confused with them if you see something with knee sleeves oh they're fucking add 20 60 kilo on mm-hmm. because there is knee wraps that do add yeah, 20 60 kilo on. cool cool okay next one then so the next one we're going to uh, is Lifting gloves. What's that? Lifting? Bitch mittens. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch mittens. Aye, bitch mittens. So if you wear lifting gloves, get a fucking grip. No, no, back up, back up. Have you ever used them? No. No, even when, when did you, oh, you started training when? Maybe six years ago. Right, okay, so I remember Aquatech, uh, Wishy Sports Centre, can I go in and you're lifting and then you see these guys, the fingerless gloves that just fit like, I used to ride my bike with, with the lifting gloves on. So me and my mate, we bought a pair because you wore the stringer, your kind of nipples were coming out and then you had your, your gloves on, it just felt like biker. Felt, it felt cool, it felt cool. Um, gloves, my opinion on this has actually changed a little bit from the experience when training people. I don't think people, hang on, So I would say to people that the calluses on your hand from deadlifting it's more the pull exercises that people get that mm-hmm. that that um soreness or um awkward feeling on the the the, the kind of the the calluses parts of your, mm-hmm. of your hand now i the some of the older clients that i train it's actually been more beneficial for them to use the gloves just because they are older in age and they have some like like arthritis and things like that, it does help generate a little bit, a bit more strength without that that pain feeling right. on there. Now, I understand I've, that. So I've tested this as well. So uh, there is some clients. So I say, look, you work up a tolerance to it, just like when you squat for the first time. Right. Anyone's listening, you you remember that awkward feeling on your back and felt a wee bit sore, but the more and more they, you get done conditioned, it, yeah, you get conditioned to it. So I thought that would be the same with the hands. In my experience, I'm not saying this is this this is just through um, what I've saw. This hasn't been the case for some of the older clientele that older I've clientele. had with um, someone who's a little bit younger in their 20s 30s 40s 50s then we we haven't used it we ha- i mm-hmm. haven't used it with them um it's actually interesting i might actually look into a wee bit more well, of research with that but i don't even think you need to look into the research because i've actually explained it earlier why you wouldn't use lifting gloves without just saying oh they're for bitches right you've explained that the place you come into contact with the world is your hands yeah, and your yeah, feet that's true right so you're putting a layer of protection mm-hmm. over there you can you can't physically grip as tightly if you are wearing lifting gloves because you're putting a layer of between your hands okay, and the bar. Okay, let's argue. Let's go back a wee sec then. Right. What would you say the straps do then? They, they do that, but obviously we're no testing, we're no oh, hymen yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so what we're saying, these are these are uh, 
version two of bitch mittens then aye version two of bitch mittens <laughs> no no I think it's a good point to bring up like fucking you, prick you know what I see as well see the people this was a phase I, I don't know if anyone does it I hope no one does this in Gym 24 because we're going to get roasted probably do <laughs> probably do I've seen a few people but see the garden gloves you must have like the, the actual the thin ones no the actual garden gloves you, you use them to garden you use them so like I don't, I, don't, I don't do my garden <laughs> <laughs> right, somebody listening might, know, might maybe seen this but the guys who wear them it, it ultimately comes down it gives them a wee bit more help with grip mm-hmm. doesn't they train a stronger grip strength I would argue gardening gloves gardening gloves like if you're like see like construction workers will wear gloves like like is that um, regular um, gloves? Pretty much <laughs> regular gloves, right? <laughs> you know, right. Aye, 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 aye. So, uh, so aye, they, they are they are the worst. But anyway, right. So let's get into the last one. Um, oh, lifting. Sh- right, it's not so good. Two more, two more. We'll go into chalk quickly because chalk is something simple to talk about. So chalk, well, it's fucking chalk, but you can get liquid chalk or you can get a ball of chalk. What chalk does is your hands can get pretty sweaty. You put the chalk in your hands and it stops that sweat, mm-hmm. so the bar doesn't slip as much. What's your opinion on chalk? So before we get into that, one thing that gym owners absolutely love is if you have chalk and you just get it Rub it in the floor. So anyone listening to this, if you go to gym 24, Manny loves this, right? So bring your chalk in your next heavy deadlift day or your back day. Just get it nice and messy so it's, it's everywhere. No, but no, chalk is... Rub it uh, fucking everywhere. <laughs> no, chalk is so messy. I love the liquid chalk. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first experience using chalk was because uh, um, a guy that goes to our gym, strongman uh, Steve, I was pushing my deadlift. Left. I got to 160 but the bar kept slipping um, I refused to put wrist wraps on so I was like I'll just keep training my grip strength so I went through a block of doing forearm training or grip strength training should I say and then I still I got like 165 but I was like man that's a lot of effort for what that was worth and he mentioned chalk and I thought mess about with it I guess mm-hmm. it's just it allows me to fire up a stronger tighter more connection to that bar mm-hmm. and I managed to pull 180 190 pretty damn quickly easy peasy. yeah as if like, it wasn't easy but like see the connect like it oh wasn't it's my, just easy for me no <laughs> it wasn't for the first time it wasn't it didn't feel like my forearms were breaking down mm-hmm. it was my posture and my hips and my back and mm-hmm. my legs so mm-hmm. that was the, the, and it was awesome so i love chalk I love so chalk. I, I love chalk too and if you are training without straps and you've gone with dale's version and you don't want your straps which is which is actually That's totally good. fine yeah. then chalk is the way to go because sweaty hands and the determinant of grip yeah. strength because it slips out your hands because you're sweaty that's not like your grip giving up cool okay on to the last one so lastly what we've got here is uh, lifting shoes and what, I'm t- what we're talking about is lifting heel ele- elevated shoes yeah so in comparison, so lifting shoes gives you that elevation on the back of your heel. Anyone that's listening, you've probably seen someone squat on little plates just to give them that heel elevation. These are shoes that you can buy that give you that elevation. Mm-hmm. And what it means is for anyone with poor ankle mobility, poor ankle mobility and hip mobility, it, it kind of helps make that, that bar path and depth of your squat that little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Or not having to be so f- hyper focused on mm-hmm. the it, it ultimately makes your technique better I mm-hmm. would argue, yeah so you, you you've got a, you've so got a nice pair i've uh, used lifting shoes since october last year and ultimately without even training ankle mobility and hip mobility etc that much i have been obviously doing it my squat has gotten deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and that was only because when i put them on i was able to get deep i was able to get deeper i was able to get deeper mm-hmm. because obviously you'll know this 
the best way, one of the best ways to increase your squat mobility is to sit in a deep squat. Yeah, yeah. And so I've, ne- I've never used them. I'm not against lifting shoes as such, but what I would say for anyone that uses it, and if any of my clients do use it, the one thing I tell them to be focused on is that depth, is the technique and the connection to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Just by putting lifting shoes on or putting wrist wraps on or a belt on doesn't mean you need to, you can't, you, you can miss over a a warm-up or you can miss over um you can it, 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 it helps negate bad form you mm-hmm. still need to have all these things Aye, definitely that's the same with all equipment you still need to be doing everything right every time yeah so the other thing about lifting shoes is they have a really hard surface mm-hmm. yeah, so the, the, the sole is hard which means that when your feet are planted they're not moving left or right or back or forth yeah they're not moving wherever you set your feet that is where they're going like to be grip to it, yeah. uh, there's absolutely no slip or slide yeah if anyone's ever squatted in their socks and that, there's nothing worse when you down into that deep squat. That's, <sighs> that's when it tests your hip and your ankle mobility because if they start to turn out, that means there's some restriction in there. Mm-hmm. Our everyday lives, we sit down or we're, we're more, um, at, most people are at a desk in everyday job these days um, and those hip flexors just get tighter and tighter over time. So that's why squats, deadlifts, all these compound lifts that, that challenge that, they're, they're awesome lifts to do. Mm-hmm. So that so there's other, there is other lifting equipment, there's other stuff out there like smelling salts and all these other stuff. But that was the, that was the ones we thought were the main ones that I'm sure everyone has seen other people wear in the yeah. gym at some points. Yeah, and and look, as I said back in, in this, there's, there is generally no right or wrong. There is there's just what is your desired outcome? What is it that you're chasing? And what I would say that the reason I'm so passionate against not using it is because I'm very passionate about uh, for helping the average. This isn't this isn't fitness fanatics like. Um, people are in the gym and they've got a strong passion for it a lot of people still come to the gym and they they don't necessarily enjoy their gym session but they know the value of what it does mm-hmm. for th- for these types of people i don't think there is much of a need for equipment however the goal might be different it's cool to experience it mm-hmm. it's cool to experiment with it um and ultimately if you use it you're a bitch so mm. <laughs> i kid i'm all joking no i actually i actually agree with a lot of deals saying obviously i use everything we've just spoke about I don't use it all in the one session. So for squat shoes, I only use them once a week where I squat twice a week. Uh, knee sleeves, I, if I deload, I don't use knee sleeves or a belt. Mm-hmm. So as as we spoke about, I'm getting that technique and form and then putting it back mm-hmm. in. Uh, but I, I agree. Yeah. If you're just going to the gym just because you know it makes you feel better and you're just slowly getting in there. You should always go raw with any lift that you do first. I believe 100%. and then then throw in the tools and then compare it that's really what's come down I'm going to try this out what do I like about it oh, you know what I like I don't my forearms aren't as fatigued mm-hmm. because I'm interested in going my back cool that's your goal doesn't and, mean and learn yeah. the actual purpose of a lifting belt absolutely, absolutely. I have a lifting belt especially because everybody gets that so fucking wrong yeah cool right so another good episode again everyone that's watching thanks very much for tuning in whether you're on youtube or spotify or apple music wherever you're joining us we really appreciate you stay uh, sticking to the end listening if you like what you see if you've got a different opinion feel free to drop a little comment or reach out on our social media you can find us on instagram at bulletproof mindset uk you can find james at raw gym fit and you can find me at Oh wait, sorry, did I cut you off? No, no. And you can find me at Coach Crosser on Instagram. So we will see you guys next time.